Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, you know, like music news. Nice. Nailed it, baby. When are we getting our radio Emmy? Are they going to syndicate this show? I hope so. Donna, do you know that you just played the wrong intro? (laughs) She does not. No, no, she does not. I did. She does not, everybody. Here's the thing. So our label, okay, so we have like little, let's just call it, what would you call it? Like a Brady Bunch boxes, right? Yeah. I All I saw was the T, and I just crossed my fingers and went, please be the right one. Please. Did you know as it was playing that it was the wrong one? I assumed that I hit the wrong one, and then I forgot I hit the wrong one, all okay. in the same uh, five seconds. <sighs> Let's try it again. Give me a beat! Yeah! It's time to talk music. All right. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Let me just say this. Oh. I am a human being. Yes. I am not a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to Polly Shore. Sort of. Throw, it seemed like he accidentally threw shade yeah, at realtors. Yeah, like, this isn't real estate. What, you mean the I'm thing where, where people help people navigate a very personal mm-hmm. home buying process? Right. Anyway. I know. But yeah, you are. Listen, I've asked for the bar, the button bar, the little Brady Bunch thing to to push things so that I could add sound effects, play intros, etc. I outright asked for it, both on air as a truth-rooted bit Uh and off air as an actual request. Mm. And I was turned down multiple times. You can't be trusted. It's okay. You're good at other things, even though I'm still bad at this. Anyway... Um, Kelsey Ballerini, big country star. Um, you know what? We'll, we'll, um, we'll have play to, it? um, yeah, let's play it. And then we will link this up. We'll the audio's a little bad too. So you just kind of have to listen, but try to listen to what the audience is shouting at her. <laughs> Stop. 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 Okay, 
so let me let me yeah, ex- say good. what she's saying. People are yelling sock to her. Kelsey Ballerini is in just some fancy dress with some hangy things on it. Fringe. Like, it's called fringe. fringe. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and she has a sock that is on it. And this comes less than a week after we talked about. Um, accidental wardrobe malfunctions because I was on vacation last week and reached down and touched the back of my pant leg while I was at a restaurant, felt a clump and realized that that in fact was uh, an extra pair of underwear that was somehow now in the leg of my pants. I had underwear on and then a that so then we had people calling in talking about oh my husband works in the er and wears scrubs and he my pair of underwear from the laundry were just stuck (laughs) on the back of his scrubs all day kelsey ballerini went out with a sock just a gray no show sock is kind of what it looked like (laughs) and she's wearing this beautiful gold glittery outfit it's like a, a a onesie she's wearing like a onesie that's a short set so yes. it's, they're like shorts with a fringe jacket and the oh my god the it's just such off a the fringe jacket such a human moment and then she says i feel like solly from monsters inc <laughs> to which one very well watched pixar fan in the audience immediately yells out 2319 which is the code that they use because one of the monsters went into the room in an early scene comes out and is like well another good day at work in there oh, and then cute. he has a sock on his back donna and they are afraid of things from the human world. Oh, and right. And so 2319 means suddenly Emergency. people in hazmat suits come around him. They shave <laughs> him. They stitch him up, the whole thing. Adorable. That's very funny. Very, very funny. Uh, now this. We'll stay in the country realm for a moment. Okay. So if I told you Tim McGraw has a leprechaun tattoo, what would be your first thought? Uh, you know... Who am I to judge? Tattoos. People have get tattoos for weird reasons, sure. and it's art, whatever. Right. I know, but if you've got, like, Porky Pig on your inner thigh, aren't you going to be like, what? Why? Yeah, Yosemite Sam on the small of your back. <laughs> With the, the guns going, back off! <laughs> Boy, he had a temper. He sure did. Anyway, um, so here's the thing. He's he's got a bunch of tattoos. He's got his wife's name on his arm. He's got his kids' initials. Um, he's got his band's name on his something something. Anyway, he and his brothers got leprechaun tattoos years ago in New Orleans. He said, "My it, the reason is his dad, Tug McGraw." liked leprechauns i'm assuming he's talking about tug mcgraw who's not his brother's father i don't believe but anyway tug used to have a leprechaun necklace that he wore and that's why he got it and that's why his brothers have it as well he said mine uh has a black cowboy hat on um but even tug he loved saint patrick's day so much that during spring training on saint patrick's day he would wear a green uniform while pitching on the mound, oh. and Stim, uh, Stim, Stim, Tim has the green Phillies uniform that his dad wore. Very cool story there. How often do you look at your tattoo? Never. It's hideous. Donna. That's why it's on my back, so I never have to be reminded. Is it on your back or is it on? I'm. Where? It's on my where back. Is... It's on my lower back. Not not on your butt. Not on my butt. It's on okay. my back. Okay. 
Although, I, think, I, I mean, one and the same, actually. <laughs> I mean, it all blends just together. It's all flat. But. <laughs> I do feel like I wish I could live an alternate lifestyle where, where I had, I could on and off switch a sleeve tattoo. Now, I know they have those, I'm not going to be one of those goobers who wears the the actual like neoprene sleeve that you can wear. The party thing. Yeah. It's like, a, and it's it's cool if you're doing a costume. You should get a, you should get a, I almost said costume. You should get a tattoo. Do a family, do you have like a family, what do you call it? Crest. A family crest, and then you can I, put your kids' initials? We we do. The Patterson name has a family crest. And I used to think in high school, I was like, I'm going to get that tattooed on my back. Why not? Cause regret. I think I was forecasting future. I don't think I want a tattoo. I think you got to really want a tattoo. I don't think you should ever get a tattoo if your position on a tattoo is... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's not a good time to make an ink decision sure. in your skin. But listen, here's how I see it. Somebody could identify my body now. I right? swear. <laughs> God above that I'm worried about her. She saw her friends. Donna just got dark again. Why don't you just, you could make it very literal too. It could just be like your own ID card. Oh, sure. Your social security number. <laughs> yeah, dental records. <laughs> oh, let me see your tattoo. What does it mean? It's in case I'm found. I Posthumously. Mean, it's happened before. People if you start basing your somebody... decision off of, well, it's I... happened before, <laughs> that you're going to make well, a bunch is, of dumb decisions. This is in retrospect. It's not the reason for getting the tattoo, but I mean... We're out of time, but I got a question for Mike when we come back. Oh, boy. Um, so we'll, I got a question for Mike. Also, how many times can you wear your PJs, your jeans, mm. your socks? According to experts. Before washing them? Also, I have a random laundry tip for everyone, free of charge. Fine. So we'll get into all that fun. That when we return, it's Donna and Steve. It's my talk. Welcome back to the program. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Steve has a uh, question for the Big Z. I'm curious myself to find out what this is. Well, I w- it, it would have fit better last segment, but mm, beggars. That's okay. Jizzers. That's okay. Mike, you heard Donna talk about considering getting a tattoo. Yeah. So that authorities <laughs> posthumously yes. could identify her body. Sure. Or my family. I guess my question is, you've been around her a while now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been. I think my question is, you see it, right? Yeah. I mean, she's. you've got to leave thinking she's a bit dark, There's deranged. No there's a lot of darkness there, yeah. In a great way, though. Oh, I mean of course you would say possible. that. No, it's true. That's what they all say. She once said, Mike, that she watches Dateline, when I was critiquing why she watches Dateline so much, and suggesting that it could contribute to one's overall view of life, right? What I you focus never on. said that. No, 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 no. 
No, no, I haven't even gotten to what you said okay. yet, Donna. I'm saying it can contribute to how you view life. If you binge Dateline a lot, you walk around grocery stores saying, I bet he's going to kill his family someday. <laughs> this is just what happens. No. But Donna, as I was critiquing it, saying this could be maybe not doing great things long term for you, she said that it's her form of self-help to know what not to do or how to kick the taillight out when you're stuffed in a trunk, etc., Here's the deal. Okay. We just recently had a study. Listen, these true crime podcasts, books, TV shows are popular because people are watching them and reading them and listening to them. It's not just me. So I'm not the weirdo. Maybe perhaps you're the weirdo. I'm the weirdo? It could be. And the study that we recently had showed why women especially like these because it's almost like facing your deepest darkest fears and also getting knowledge like you learn how did that person end up in that position in in that situation how did they get out of that situation what's wrong with that guy like what were the warning signs that were missed it's just it's very um cerebral it's very captivating it's not like enjoyable. It's not like, oh my god, I love this show. You you can't really describe it that way. I call your bluff way. on that. It's just they're well done, well explained. Their stories, they're true. Can I get a backup on the line or something? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Because now your think... echo chamber is going to call your echo. Of course, they, uh, they're or, well done. Or the let's thing... get both sides. Get, let's get someone on Steve's side going. Yeah, that, that's garbage. I don't watch that, and here's why. The suggestion that I was making was if you watch a lot of it, it it is not it is not helping you prepare for what to do when you, by the way, probably never ever ever get kidnapped. Instead, it's sort of planting oh. these seeds of darkness inside of you that is not self-help. She poo-poos a self-help book that actually talks about changing your life, taking ownership, getting out there, doing better. And instead, she's like, well, uh, maybe if self-help means watching the first 48, then yeah, I'll help me. I mean, that's how I feel. Um, we all get to the same place in different ways. Remember when Matt Belanger told me that he was like, who's abducting you? And I was like, how dare <laughs> you? Super mean. He goes, haven't you aged out of that? Oh, man. I'm Whoa. Like, wow, that's insulting. Whoa. I think I'm abductable. Let's go to the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do we have, Mike? Oh, I'm not sure. We oh, just, we'll just, hey, yeah. guten tag. Hi. Probably a kidnapper. Hi, you're on my talk. Would you like to abduct Donna? Stop it. Oh, I'd probably be in the car with her because I feel the same way. Okay, you, so do you like self? Uh, I'm not self. Self help. Uh, self help. No, <laughs> true crime. True crime. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Times, because it is a self-help. If you think about it, you're watching what's happening. You're missing signs. They're missing the signs. And it's like, okay, I'm catching something that they're not seeing. How come that woman didn't see it? Or whatever. Yeah, I I watch true crime. Or how could she marry this guy? Yeah, I mean, clearly there were red flags. Are you kidding? Right. Um, So, Steve, you're totally wrong. Okay. All right. (laughs) You know, I have a friend who was. Thank you for calling. By the way, I have a friend who very similarly. Um, he was like, "Why do you always have to go dark?" And I'm like. These things are happening right under your nose. And we were talking about something really heavy, and this has to do with children. And I said, do you know how many people I know who have had this happen to them? Literally the next day, we get into this big argument. The next day, Sandusky, that, that whole thing broke. And I was like, it's happening everywhere. You have to at least not be completely ignorant to the fact that there's danger Oh, yeah. So what I'm suggesting, just to be clear, is not that one be ignorant to what's happening. It's not cover your ears, la, 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 la. I'm talking about how the, the well, jokingly, I'm approaching this jokingly because Donna once referenced it as like quasi self-help, that it is what it really does, I think, is you can have it in a dose and know what's happening. Sure. But when you continue to go back to the well, you're not becoming an expert. What you're becoming is paranoid. No, that I'm would not be my paranoid. I just feel interested and a more uh, have a better sense of awareness. There is someone supporting you on yes. line three. We've got Alan. Hi, Alan. Hey guys. Hey. Support me, Alan. Just for the for the sake of argument, it's your Steve. Let's just make that clear right now. I'm with Steve. I mean, how long have these types of shows been on, and yet there are still people who manage to get caught. Yeah, because they weren't watching. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't viewers through the exit interview in their casket on their deathbed. The pastor come in, comes in, reads them their rights, and then they say, real quick on your viewing habits. <laughs> oh, you watch the Marie Kondo spark joy thing. Mm-mm-mm. Bet this moment isn't sparking joy, is it? Thank you, Alan. Uh, let's go to uh, Shannon, and we'll let Shannon have the last word. Hey, Shannon. Hi, Donna. How are you? We're great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. I need to support you, girlfriend. Thank you. I I am a paranoid person. I'm deathly afraid of these types of shows for that reason. I don't want to go over the edge. My 24-year-old daughter, however, watches them like crazy, like you do, and then reports back to me, Mom, did you know this could happen? Did you know that could happen? You have to be careful about this. So she is using it, as you are, as a way of educating herself on what to watch for. Yeah. I mean, you go to a bar, you think you're just getting a ride home with somebody. Next thing you know, lights out. Right, right. Um, And she always says, Mom, you're too Minnesota nice. 
you would fall for this scam, you would fall for that. If someone said, oh, hey, you know, can you help me with this or that? Mom, you would say yes in a minute. And then I point out, but I'm a 57-year-old woman. They don't want me. They want you, the young, beautiful girl. Donna, I feel like uh, thank you, I feel Shannon. Like, I feel like I just received a call from Donna. <laughs> but this is just Donna with a daughter. <laughs> but that's right. just you. It's like bizarro, Donna. I have to tell you though, I don't watch nearly as much as friends of mine do. I mean, they're like, you don't know about this show on. I don't know if it's on ID, and I'm like, no, I've never seen it in my life. And they're like, how could you not? They binge watch. They record them all. I'm I, I I watch Dateline. That's about all. I couldn't even watch the Dahmer story that when that came out. That was just too much. Anyway, yeah. thank you. They are they are well done. That can't be argued. It's a well told story. Yeah. Exactly. I just think in doses. I think that you can learn all you need to learn in like a news story as opposed to binging all the episodes of it. Sure. I just feel like society wide, we have an interest in darkness. There's just like, we like darkness, death, destruction, murder. We like watching about it. Go Just go look at Netflix and Hulu if you think I'm lying. Yeah. No, Are they largely happy and positive shows or negative destruction-y shows? I'll hang up and listen. All Actually, right. don't. Somebody needs to call us. 651 We're going to play. We're going to play. We're going to play. We're going to play. Next. Alrighty. Got a caller on the line. It is just about 1030 and we're going to play a little game. Time to go to college. 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 It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. I want to see how smart you are. We're going to find out how smart the two of you are as today the College of Pop Culture Knowledge is going to be celebrating that ratio of the circumference of any circle to the diameter of that circle. It is National Pie Day. Yeah! Woo! 314! Let's go! Mr. 405! It's a 314! And we've got Annie on the line to play with us. Hi, Annie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Oh, we're having fun. Really good. You know, Donna, have you ever watched the I Survive show? That'll teach you some life lessons. Here we go. I think I have. <laughs> yes. Some of that's really dark. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll teach oh, you. oh, yeah. I love it. That's how you're going to I'm like licking my chops. <laughs> I feel like all the, yeah. Donna just popped a blood capsule in her mouth just to feel it rush out. <laughs> all right. Well, um... Listen, you <laughs> deathmonger, here's the deal. We're playing a game now, and we want to win you a shirt. It's all about pie. Today is National Pie Day, March 14, 314. Who would you like to team up with? The topic is pie, not who do you want to be buddies with and watch shows with. <laughs> well, I called last week because I'm Team Donna for taking down Team Pruder Pruderson. Yeah. Team, I want Donna to get all caught up again. Yeah, let's Take do that it. Lead. What's right. the score, Mike, again? Uh, the score is Steve 28, Donna 21 after a victory to start the week yesterday. Okay. All right, let's close the gap. Let's do it. Right. By the way, to be more specific, it's mathematics is okay. what the theme is going to be. It's Maybe. truly the pie. So that's what we're going with. No. Yeah, you want to change who you're going with, Annie? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, nope. Not at 
Not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, wow. Okay. We'll put Annie on hold as well. Steve's stepping away here, and uh, we will get things going again. Mathematics in okay. pop culture. All right, all right. Hi, the true pie. Are you okay. ready, Donna? I don't know. We'll find out. Let's start things off with this one. It's a long one. Stay with me. I don't want to. This 2014 World War II film about a real-life legendary mathematician, Alan Turing, was up for eight Academy Awards, including Supporting Actress for Keira Knightley, Leading Actor for Benedict Cumberbatch, and Best Picture. Its lone Oscar was for Adapted Screenplay. I don't know. This album, The albums of him have all had math symbols, including plus, multiply, divide, equals, and the upcoming album, Subtract. His uh, record-breaking tour was titled The Divide Tour. That is Ed Sheeran. This 2008 film was based on the true story of the MIT blackjack team that used card counting to win hundreds of thousands of dollars in Las Vegas casinos. Oh, gosh. Shoot. I don't remember. I don't remember what it's called. I need help. All right. I'm just going to I'm just going to go get help. Okay, sounds good. You're going to get help from Annie. So, Annie, I'm going to pull you up here. You heard the questions. Uh, Donna did not have an answer for that first one, so I'll run through it again. I'll give you the highlights. 2014, it's a World War II film about legendary mathematician Alan Turing. It was up for eight Academy Awards, including Supporting Actress for Keira Knightley, Leading Actor for Benedict Cumberbatch, and Best Picture. Its lone Oscar win was for Adapted Screenplay. Any idea the name of that movie? No. That's okay. That's okay. And how about uh, she she went with Ed Sheeran on that second one? You okay with that? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then the last one, this 2008 film was based on the true story of the MIT blackjack team that used card counting to win hundreds of thousands of dollars in Las Vegas casinos. Any idea? No. Yeah, I don't know. Any guess? Because there's no guess at all. Just pick, what's that? I'm so unhelpful. I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. All right. Don't worry about it. We'll just go to Steve. Hope we'll go he to does Steve poorly and bring as well. him up here. Annie, you're going on hold. Steve will work his way back in here. Oh, hey, hey, Steve. All right. How's it going? Good. Just reading about that. Uh, the 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 banking stocks. Should we be buying some banking stocks right now? Buying the dip, Donna. I don't know, Steve. You know, a lady. <laughs> All right, let's do it. It's mathematics and pop culture. Steve, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, we'll start things off with this one. The 2014, this 2014 World War II film was about real-life mathematician Alan Turing. It was up for eight Academy Awards, including Best Supporting Actress for Keira Knightley, Leading Actress, or Leading Actor, I should say, for Benedict Cumberbatch, and Best Picture. Its lone Oscar was for Adapted Screenplay. Pass. This, his albums have all been math symbols, including plus, multiply, divide, equals, and the upcoming subtract. Ed Sheeran. This 2008 film was based on the true story of the MIT blackjack team that used card counting to win hundreds of thousands of dollars at Las Vegas casinos. Say that one again. This 2008 film was based on the true story of the MIT blackjack team that used card counting to win hundreds of thousands of dollars at Las Vegas casinos. Something about aces. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson. Go to the first question. It is this uh. 2014 World War II film about real-life mathematician Alan Turing. All right. That was miserable. All right, the first one. I knew nothing. That move, actually, we'll uh, go to the middle one because you both crushed it. Ed Sheeran, of course, yep. the Divide right. Tour. Yeah. He also has an upcoming tour called Mathematics because he's apparently obsessed with math. Uh, <laughs> the first one, eight Academy Awards it was up for in 2014, including Best Picture. 
Benedict Cumberbatch, he played a uh, English mathematician trying to figure out the uh, German code during World War II. The Imitation Game was the name of that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Imitation yeah. Game. And finally, uh, the 2008 film was based on the true story of the MIT Blackjack team. Uh, you had the, the wrong film, Steve. This one was with uh, uh, Kate Boswell and also uh, oh. Bosworth and also um, who else was it? Well, Kevin Spacey was in it, unfortunately. Um, 21 was the movie. Oh, 21. darn it. Oh, I actually saw that. Did you? No. Okay. Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah. <laughs> no. Nice follow-up, Mike. I yeah. was thinking of a Sean Penn movie called 21 Grams. Well, uh, with that, we're going to OT. I saw the trailer for 21 Jump Street. There you go. I like pie. Uh, so we're going to the uh, tiebreaker now. Okay, can we get Annie back? Uh, Annie's back. Hi, Hi Annie. Annie. You hear us again? Hello. It's going to be a, a little tiebreaker here. Again, we know the math is the theme today. I'm going to play a song, and now I'm looking for the artist. Who's singing said song? Oh, no. I'm playing Name a song. Name is your buzzer. And I'm willing to bet nobody on the line has ever heard this song before, but you We're should, looking for the artist? You're looking for the artist, yes. Oh, boy. But okay. you should be able to come up with the song, and you'll know why once you start hearing it. Uh, here we go. Let's see if tiebreaker number one will get it done. Again, ring in with your name. Your name is your buzzer. Regular. Let's start with Steve. Steve? Jimmy Buffett? It's Jimmy Buffett. Wow, no way. Wow. Eat it, Annie. <laughs> What's it called? It's no called way. Math That Sucks. Oh, funny. Wow. This is from 1999. And, uh, Darn. Well, Steve is very good with um, cover, cover stories. Story. Yeah, yeah, with the hearing... Artist voices. Wow. I'm so Thanks, sorry, Anna. Annie. I got your back. I'll try again. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. Yep, you too, guys. Bye. Bye, Annie. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Hmm. Hey. Darn. Now what's the score? It's 29-21, unless Kaylee corrects me. It's great. Okay, but at least we're still, you know, in the same... Decade. <laughs> the same 10 numbers. Yes. Yeah, we both have 20s. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is good. I feel hopeful. Thank you. Bye. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 I thought you were going to go like hidden figures. Uh, mm. What's that movie with Robin Williams and the oh, Will yeah. Hunting? Yep, that was on the board. Thought, the Beautiful yeah. Mind was the kind be- of in yes, the mix too. So, yes, darn. Oh, yeah. I guess I went a little too difficult. I no, no, no. It's all good. You're doing it was a challenging. Job. It's good to have a challenge. Yeah, make our heads do the work. All right. So here's my tip. Uh, today being National Pie Day, there are a lot of uh, great offers on pizza pies. Uh, pizza pie. Papa John's, for example, has a buy one, get one deal. You got to be a rewards member. Buy a large one-topping pizza. You get the second for $3.14. Cool. So it's not exactly a buy one, get one. It's a buy one, get one for $3.14. Thank you. That's still fun. Papa Murphy's has a deal on your next pizza. If you buy one of their specials today, you'll get a coupon for 31.4% off your next order. That's fun. That is. Uh, Uno Pizzeria and Grill. Do we have Uno's here? I don't think so. Remember P- that? When was the last time you heard a friend say, I'm eating at Uno's? 
No. I believe the nearest is uh, Wisconsin Dells, because I know that's the only time I've ever had it. Well, missed that boat, Steve. Yeah. Darn it. I was just there. My first Pizzeria Uno was actually in Manhattan. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to Pizzeria Uno on a date. Funny, I've never fun? heard of Pizzeria Uno. Really? Really? That was like the first like fancy pizza place. And by fancy, I mean like Fridays. I can confirm the closest one is uh, Wisconsin Dells. Okay. Uh, let's see. 7-Eleven rewards members. We don't even have those around here, do we? You don't uh, see a 7-Eleven often. You sure don't. Uh, let me see if there's any other ones around here, because otherwise I'm failing miserably. Uh, Schlotzkis, except no substitute skis. Uh, do we still have one of those around here? Forget it. This is a good... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Segment. No, wait. There's more. Whole Foods. You can customize an oven-baked pizza through their app starting at two ninety nine. That's good. Donna's like, here's here are a list of tips. Uh, <laughs> California Bagel Company, the only location in California, they have a sale. Also, Rhode Island Chicken House, which is of course in Rhode Island, they've got a sale today for pie. And finally, Krispy Kreme. I thought I saw a lot more on this list. Uh, Nearest Schlotzky's is Appleton, Wisconsin. Darn it! Just okay, down the road from Green I, Bay, Wisconsin, which also has their Schlotzky's. Uh, pies. <laughs> ah! Wait, wait, because there's got to be like Baker Square. There's got oh, yeah. to be. Just stop. Just shut up. Wait, now hold no. up. <laughs> Just knock it. it off. All right. Can I? You want me to say something while you try to find something that might be relevant to <laughs> one of our listeners? Get this. <laughs> On Pi Day, let us remember that at an event outside of Tokyo in the year 2006. Akira Haraguchi set an unofficial world record for reciting the most digits of pi, 100,000. Took more than 16 hours. How did he do it? 16 hours? That's In how his, long it is? That's how long it took for him to recite the 100,000 digits of pi that he could memorize. Why did it take that long? Okay, Donna. Do you think that you could recite a hundred thousand digits of pie in better time? Than the floor is yours. Hours. Well, it's that a very feels very lengthy. Unbelievable, Donna. <laughs> this is a an extremely difficult. This okay. The man memorized one hundred thousand decimal points of a digit, of a number. Can I do try the story again? And this time, one hundred thousand words. Oh, that long! Of like, I feel like we talked at least tens of thousands of words during this show. But Donna, we're not reciting some like abstract math formula. We're saying dumb stuff. He's saying, "Can I?" (laughs) Let me do this again. I'm going to read. It's only a little paragraph. I'm going to read it to you, and just for improv class. Pretend that you're excited and like bewildered by how a person 
could commit to memory 100,000 decimal points in a row. Okay? Okay. All right. I believe in you. You know, at an event outside of Tokyo in 2006, Akira Haraguchi set an unofficial world record for reciting the most digits of pi, 100,000. Took more than 16 hours. So how did he do it? Well, in his mind, he linked each digit with a syllable and created a collection of epic stories from the words those syllables formed. Wow, that is incredible. Let me see if I could do some of it. There we go. 3.141592653. That's all I memorized. Can't do any more. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And look, that only took me like, what, 10 seconds? You're right, Donna. (laughs) Um, So apologies to any. Friends, what's up? Hey, Stevie Boy over here from my buddies at the Canopy Group. Coming up on St. Patty's Day, just a few days away. It's this Friday, by the way, in case you forgot. Uh, You've heard the term, the luck of the Irish. Do you make practical decisions based on being lucky, huh? Do ya? You've got, like, one agent who represents, oh, I don't know, one company for your home and auto insurance. Are you hoping that they're lucky enough to have the best coverage at the best price forever? With just one single source, look, at the Canopy Group, they do it differently, okay? Look, they wish you the best of luck in your life, but they believe that you deserve more than luck when it comes to your home and auto insurance. You need to rely on a process. The Canopy Group process carefully selects their 40 professionals and then hand selects their 16 companies to run thousands of different insurance scenarios each month. And that due diligence and hard work results in the best coverage at the best price for Canopy clients. No luck needed, my friends. Just a disciplined and dedicated approach to serving you. Remember, new clients enjoy an average savings of over 800 bucks per year. Go to thecanopygroup.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the program. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I'm super excited about the new teaser for The Bear. It's a show that stressed me out the first two episodes I watched. Oh, but you powered through. I powered through and I loved it. It's got a lot of heart. Um, I believe, if I heard correctly, that this show is uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what, though? And I I don't mean to disparage that number. Okay. But... I think Mike knows this too. I think he's kind of a Rotten Tomatoes guy. There's something skewed in the movie reviews versus television reviews. Point is, there are a lot of shows that have ex- television shows that have extremely high ratings. Okay, and it seems it seems like there's something weird there. Movie reviews rarely get super high but television shows it's much more common and it is a hundred percent but the one thing is the audience is also 91 percent where sometimes that legs behind and is a little more representative of tv so it okay. does a better job okay for example last of us 96 percent, 89 audience score so just okay give some context does it have to do with like how many obviously right it has to do with how many people are critiquing and how many critics are well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, that's why they do it as a percentage so that it sort of evens out. Oh, okay. But, that makes sense. It, but I think that we talked about this a while ago. I want to see if I'm remembering it correctly. And so maybe this would work with the bear as well, getting such high ratings. If something on Rotten Tomatoes gets a 100% certified fresh, let's say, okay, it does not mean that everyone who rated it 
rated it a 100% or a 10 out of 10, what it means is 100% of the people that watched it rated it, I believe it's a 7 or higher, could even be a 6. I think it's 60% or higher, so it's okay, a 6 so, or higher. So that means 100% of the people rated it on a scale of 1 to 10, somewhere between 6 oh, and 10. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. Like there, for instance, The Order is another show that I've never heard of. Hundred percent. Okay. Seventy-one percent audience score. Okay. Poker Face, ninety-nine percent. Wow. The Devil's Hour. Donna sounds like you did. Hundred percent. Poker Face, so good. Yellow Jackets, one hundred percent. Wow, that's the surprising. Glory, one hundred percent. Okay. What's so the that glory? it just feels a little skewed. I don't know. I'm just randomly scrolling on uh, TV shows. Anybody watch Mike the Bear? Uh, the Bear. I've got. I'm where you're at. I got through two episodes, and I'm like, okay, I need a break from this real quick. Yeah, because there's I'll a lot get of back yelling, into it, and I haven't gotten back into it yet. I was also having some, you know, PSC. I was in that life for a oh, while, so I'm sitting here like, oh, but boy. does it feel I, realistic? Oh my goodness, yeah, very, yeah, very much so. It a is, lot of people say that oh, is boy. what the kitchen life is like, 100. percent and then, like, the guy, the main character, who you might know from Shameless, can't remember the name of his character, one of the brothers, he, he's fantastic, and he has flashbacks. So, Steve, I've, I wonder if you would like this. You might not like the yelling either, but once you get past that, the show has, like, a lot of, it has a lot of heart. It's not like a fancy kitchen they're working in. It feels like you are, the camera work is crazy, too. You know, like they're just, it's kind of all over the place. But once you get used to that, you start to like really feel for the family and for like what kitchen they're trying nightmares. to do. I like Hell's Kitchen. I like those Gordon Ramsay yelly shows. This feels like you are in the kitchen with them. Oh, and like cool. you're about to be yelled at. You know, it's it's the way that it's very smart camera work mm-hmm. that's a little shaky, but... It's very hard to explain. It's a really, really well done show. Kitchens are so tight already, so you right. get that like idea of you're yelling chef behind you, chef behind you. Like they're running around with right. knives they're and dishes not to and bump they're on into... top of each other. Yeah. So now say more about your past life. What kind of kitchen did you work yeah, in? Yeah, my parents owned a restaurant when I was a kid. No so way. basically when I was yeah, I started working illegally as a child at like twelve and then continued yeah, until did. they yeah, sold it at uh, nineteen. So So you were all the doing way from this. Dishes up to chef, yeah. Wow. Did, was it your parents that were yelling at you in the kitchen? Who was yelling at you? Uh, um, I had, yeah, early on, my, my father was back there, and uh, yeah, he, he would get a little uh, short-tempered, and, and so maybe those are specifically the memories I'm remembering from that show. Right. Um, but uh, he wasn't back there that, that long, so. But no, no one, was, it was just the, the idea of how fast-paced it is and how. Because you, you want to get things out on time. Yeah. You want them to come out right Customers you complaining know, about stuff and just could, weird things. Yeah, yeah just, and then you could feel the anxiety oh, yeah. of the people who are doing the cooking, and they're like, come on, I need that. I, I needed that five minutes ago. What are you doing? Yep. And they're just all, I mean, ugh, I can imagine how hard people sleep after a job like that. Much oh, respect. No. I feel like I have a new respect for people who work in the restaurant industry after seeing Absolutely. this show. You never worked in the restaurant industry? Never Donna? in my life. Oh, yeah. That's I, why... Uh, I spent a little <clears throat> spent a little time in the kitchen. I don't know what you guys want. I haven't told you about that part of my career. Which one? It's called Citrus Grill. It was in uh, Covina, California. Mm. And um, and yeah. Did yeah. you like it? 
you know, there was an aspect of it. I like the camaraderie of the people that you work with. Our kitchen was was pretty nice. There were there were nice people back there. It was busy. You're coming and you're going and you're moving and you're grooving. I worked there as a busser for probably, I don't know, maybe six months or something. All I know is I never got promoted to waiter. And the scariest moment of my life was when someone would order a bottle of wine and then I needed to take the bottle and <laughs> uncork it. that son of a biatch. And I mean, oh my gosh, I was so scared. Huh. I'm scared. Don't be scared. Did you just slip into your Anna Delvey for no reason? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, I never worked in a kitchen, but we did a project down in Dirty a few years ago, restaurant. And again, new respect for people who are working in that kind of environment where you're like, their water always has to be filled, you know? Mm. And then the people, when you're taking the order, yes. which you're not writing down, like... Oh, those people. I just... I always wonder... You get screwed this up, right? You should be writing this down. Those people are amazing. I who, agree. The, the servers who don't take a pat out there. And then somebody, you know, you always got three difficult people at every party. And instead of the potatoes, could I just double down? Like, is it only au gratin? Yeah, that's oh, me. Okay. Um, but I didn't know that each person at, let's say, a booth is assigned a number. So you're like, hey, one on table 14 needs more blah, blah, blah. Oh, sure. So every yeah. person from the inside of the wall, you know, let's say from the inside, one, yes. two, that's one, two, and then you go three, four around to the other side. So, you know, if you're trying to communicate, you're like, again, three table, table four, six yeah. needs a refill. Yep. And they, yeah. yeah, it's crazy, but I really thoroughly enjoyed that experience. Anyway, the bear coming in June. Thanks. Did you share the interesting tidbit about the bear that yeah, I would have found It was the 100% oh, that on, on Rotten okay. Tomato. I didn't realize, yeah. you know, that was faulty information. So No, it's not It's not faulty. It's okay. just uh, It's just you just have to understand it. it again, it means 100% of the people say somewhere between 6 and 10, thumbs up. Got not 100%, give it 10 out of 10. All right, I'm going to take off. I'm going to take a break. We'll stretch our legs. We'll come back at Dirt Alert from Zamboni. That's next.